Thank you for joining today for a new episode of the podcast. So today's guest will be Jennifer Powell, the executive director for Girls on the Run of the Panhandle. She also owns her own photography business and was named one of Tallahassee's 25 Women to Know in 2021. Um, So can you introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Jennifer Powell. I live in Tallahassee, Florida, and I'm the executive director for a local nonprofit called Girls on the Run. Thank you. And can you describe the mission of Girls on the Run and what do you do as the executive director for this program? Yes, absolutely. So I do all the things. <laughs> I actually fell in love with Girls on the Run um, as a volunteer. Girls on the Run is a social emotional program where we go into the school systems. It's a 10 week program, um, really giving the skill sets that girls need to succeed in life. So finding their inner voice, learning the power of the gifts that they've been given, um, self-confidence, self-awareness, how to build relationships in a positive way, and really how to see a positive outlook in life. Um, We partner that, which is pretty incredible and very unique with the full spectrum, mind, body, and spirit, and talk about our health and our um, well-being, how it all is in one. And that's where the running component comes in, teaching girls that activity is super important, obviously, but also, and most importantly, that goal setting in life and keeping that footwork moving forward is such a powerful skill set to understand that it's not how fast we get there, it's about accomplishing it. So we do lots of goal setting over that 10-week period, and we celebrate in the end with a 5K. I'm also a runner, and like I know myself as long with like a lot of other people like struggle a lot with insecurities about not being fast enough. Um, and how does this program allow girls to overcome those insecurities? I love it. So it's funny, I battle that as executive director, pitching our program in our community, talking about it to schools. They're like, we have a running program. And there is, there's a lot of powerful running programs. A lot of times running programs are intimidating to girls that don't realize that they are runners. And I was that girl as an adult, not realizing that I actually was going to be a good runner, that I could fall in love with the process of just running to the stop sign and running a little bit further the next day. Um, So it's really interesting to see girls come to our program. Not everyone falls in love with running because sometimes we're just skipping and hopping because remember it's about getting to the finish line, not how we get there. But it's really neat to watch some of our girls and they were the girls that I ended up running with that ended up as athletes. And it was so cool to see that evolve, that that passion for running um, come out to something that they really fell in love with. Um, And how did you start to become involved with Girls on the Run? And why did you decide to continue working with this organization? So I, my story aligns very much with Girls on the Run. I was an overweight adult, insecure, not really realizing the power of my voice and what I had to contribute in my community. And I lost a bunch of weight um, and really fell in love with running myself. I had someone in our community that was the executive director at that time said, I really think that you would be valuable and really love our program. Will you be a running buddy? And that started um, me running with the girls during the season and really just being a cheerleader for them, teaching them that, you know what, this is going to be an amazing process. It's mind over matter and we're going to get through it together. And I ended up running with the same girl for four seasons in a row and fell in love with what I gained from it as an adult and realizing that what I had to offer was the exact same thing with the girls. I was getting the same exact skills 
and realizing the power of what the program was doing in little girls. It was doing the same thing for me as a woman at 35 years old. So I fell in love. I started serving as a coach and then as a board member. And really at that time, there was a transition in the organization. And as an entrepreneur in our community over the last 16 years as a photographer, I wasn't looking for a job. Um, but I feel like sometimes God puts things in your life that you're supposed to follow. And someone said, I think that you really would be an asset here, bringing a unique perspective as an entrepreneur into a nonprofit um, organization. And so I applied and I've been here for the last three and a half years. And we've done some really amazing work um, in our Title I schools and giving the ability for every girl that wants to participate to participate in our program. So it's been really blessed in so many different ways and such an amazing experience. As a female runner, you mentioned that you often felt like a lot of pressure to like be faster. Um, how has that impacted you and like how you um, like create like goals for the program? Yes. So I think life does that to us, right? It's like, who's going to be the top of your class? Who's going to be the prettiest? Who's going to be the fastest? And if you don't have a certificate that says you're that, you don't feel like you're worthy. Um, and that is what's really unique about our program. I love when people come and pick up their bibs and everyone has a number one on it because we aren't a competitive program. So I will say that in a lot of aspects of my life, competitiveness is a part of who I am and there's nothing wrong with being competitive as long as it's in a healthy way because um, a lot of sports are competitive. My kids compete in all kinds of fun activities and I love it. But really, if we can understand, and that's the point of the program is that Yes, there will be a winner, but it, we win when we do better than we did the day before. And when we do just to take a couple more steps or we take up a couple more minutes or we finish um, even though we didn't want to, or we came back and we brought someone with us. I think that there's so much power in redefining what success and winning is. And that is our goal with Girls on the Run is to really teach people that success is defined by you and what your goals are, not about what the universe is telling us that we should and shouldn't do. Yeah, so I think Girls on the Run is obviously a great program that encourages like young girls to be more active. Um, what do you think are the benefits of having an all-girls program um, as opposed to like a co-ed program? I think there's benefits of both. Like I love and serve in a lot of capacities. So I serve with boys and girls clubs and I, I think it's amazing that it's a group with both um, boys and girls. Something unique about and what we have found in the studies behind Girls on the Run, because it is a studied curriculum, there is um, lots of work behind the scenes. We have found that girls are more open. We wanted to create a safe space that girls could talk about the issues, the pressures, um, the challenges of trying to navigate, especially from the ages that we serve, which is third through fifth grade and sixth through eighth grade, that we really start to see a decline in the way that girls see themselves, the way that they're comparing themselves to other people. And when you put girls in a safe space, when it's just girls, we notice on small teams that they really start to open up and they really start to feel comfortable in that environment because another girl has probably experienced the same thing. So I think it's important to have both. I think that life is with us all combined every single day and that it's okay to have a woman-centric or girl-centric group that you can talk about things that boys might not relate to. You know, boys don't really care as much about Instagram <laughs> as the girls are looking at the outfits and what someone thinks of them. And that's just studies proven. So 
Um, we really take pride in keeping our teams very, very small. We like to have our teams under 15 girls so that they all feel like they have a voice and everyone has a chance to experience and shine within that group. And what strategies do you use in Girls on the Run that encourage, encourages the runners to like foster those connections and build a healthier lifestyle? So part of our curriculum, each week that they meet, we are building on a skill set. Um, and so that's where we're fostering all of those skills over time and it builds. We have an attendance policy so that they actually don't miss multiple ones in a row because they truly do connect each week and we bring that skill set into the next week with another one. So team building, empathy for others, listening, um, healthy eating, all of those things are part of being a healthy girl, a healthy woman, a healthy human being. And so the curriculum really guides us through that. All of our coaches are trained. Um, we're trained through an international program. And then we filter that down through our coaches and, um, and monitor that. So it's all curriculum research-based and the skills that they're learning are fostering all those things that you just said. And I read in an article in the Tallahassee Democrat about how you also used to feel insecure that like you weren't like, the fastest or the smartest. Um, how have these pursuits such as like being a nonprofit direct director and a business owner helped you or allowed you to overcome that? It took a long time. <laughs> I think that's why I serve here today. Um, I think that society and it's changed so much for me being a little girl, you know, I grew up in a home where I didn't really have that. I didn't have that someone was telling me that you're, you're amazing and it doesn't matter if you don't win. It's, it's how, all the things that we teach in our program. I didn't have that. And so it took me until I was 33 years old to look in the mirror and say like, I know that, that this is not what I want. There's something else. And that's going to be through me getting well, me setting an example for my children to show them because um, we lead by example. And then also um, really putting my footwork to service. Um, and so all of those things shifted and changed when I got well. And now being able to give back my experiences in our program and in our community and where I serve and in my business, I think that that really um, has allowed growth within our program has also allowed growth within myself. Um, so it's really neat to be able to serve in a capacity of to girls that I wasn't. And so to give them that power at that age, I so wish that I had. And I read in the article that you're also an owner for a photography business. So what inspired you to start a photography business and what challenges have you had to face as a female business owner? Yeah, so um, I actually was in the radiology program and I wanted to be a radiologist. And I was raised by a master chef. He was phenomenal. And my mom was always had fantastic art and she was in, in design. And so I grew up in a really artsy home and we were exposed and went to Lemoyne every year and did pottery and we just loved it. So I guess it maybe it was like unconsciously that I would be in the arts. Um, I say that I was going to be a radiologist and it kind of turned into a different type of film. <laughs> and so now I get to do that as a woman business owner. It's been really neat to do that with other women in my community. Um, I partner with a makeup artist that's a woman and a hairdresser behind us. So we're like a full service boutique where we provide um, a space that you can have all of the things. And really the challenges I don't think has been that I've 
was a woman, I think that the challenges have been, well, I get out of my own way and believe that I can do anything. I mean, everyone has obstacles, right? Everyone wakes up every day. Do you have enough money? Are you going to be able to have enough marketing? Are you going to be able to survive your first five years? Are you going to be able to be organized enough and manage your family and your career? I, I think that it's really us just getting out of our head. And that's that has been the power of what we do in our community and what we do in our organization with Girls on the Run. The same things that we're teaching them is if I see it and believe it and I put in the footwork and I lead a good life of kindness and service, then the energy shifts and everything opens up and you just have to put the hard work in. And that's really what I've done in my business. And that's what I do in my community and with Girls on the Run. And I know that many people feel insecure looking at themselves like in photographs um, and as a photographer, like how do you help your subjects become more confident in themselves? They say that's my superpower. <laughs> so I absolutely love it because I know what it's like to be on both sides of the camera. Um, so I really feel like I have mastered posing, mastering people really feel, let's talk about your insecurities before we even get in front of the camera. And then we're going to highlight the best of you. The camera is different than seeing someone in person on film and TV. And I'm sure anyone that is in that business can tell you it doesn't look the same. And so really it's our job as professionals to put you in the right positioning and lighting to make sure that we are highlighting the best of you. So I, every woman that I photograph, every family, they're like, it's so much fun. The energy is amazing. And you really made me the best version of me. And that's, again, the energy of trying to give back my gift to other families and document that. And, and we're really good at it. They say, they say it's my superpower. <laughs> Um, and in that same Tallahassee Democrat interview, you talked about how you met some women that inspired you. So can you talk a little bit more about that and like how women can inspire others? Yes. So it's funny when I got well, I used to, because I was quiet and didn't really use my voice, I used to just like watch. I would say that a lot of times I had things to say, but I learned when it's time to say it. Um, and that woman that I'm talking about, and I'm glad you asked her because she's pretty amazing. She was on the board of Girls on the Run, and I did not know her. And now I would say she's a sister from another mother. Mycel Green um, is a huge leader in our community, an Olympian. And she looked across the table and she said, you are going to do great things. And I know that you're supposed to serve her, serve here. So I need you to trust me. I need you to come with me. And when she did that, there, she highlighted things in my life that I didn't realize that I was supposed to do. And now, you know, four years later, being able to do those things because someone else believed in me, we really show the power of others saying, hey, you look beautiful today. Hey, I think you're amazing. Hey, I know right today you might not believe that you're capable, but I believe you're capable. And the power of empowering other people and not only lifts up that other person, but it also shows what kind of woman and human you are, that you are in the world to see everyone shine. And what if everybody did that? Like, how amazing our world would be if we could get out of our own way and highlight other people. And so the importance of doing it is exactly why I serve at Girls on the Run. If you haven't experienced our 5K, um, it is the most empowering, exciting day for our girls and for our community because it really shows what our program is. And that's highlighting us and then highlighting others. And it's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
in that interview, it was also mentioned that you entered the pageant circuit at 35 years old. So what motivated you to join? Another woman, <laughs> another woman that said, hey, I think your story's powerful. And I think that you can empower other women that it's never too late to find your purpose and find your true um, lane in the world. And what you're supposed to leave is your legacy. And my sister said, go share your story. And she challenged me to do my first pageant at 35. And it was a fantastic experience. Um, and now I'm on the path to Mrs. America here in August. I just won Mrs. Florida America. And really, it has nothing to do with the crown, although it's beautiful and the experience. It really is just a space to have a louder voice, just like what you're doing as a young girl. You know, you're creating a space to share and to help others connect in some sort of way, whatever that is. And that's really my goal as um, on this path to the next to the next stage. Um, so I, I challenge anybody, especially young girls to do it. You make it what it is, um, but the skill sets that you get are really, really powerful. Speaking on the spot, um, really figuring out who you are and the things that you feel and that you feel strong about. Um, and really how being best to be able to articulate without being offensive. Um, I think that's really, really important is to know how to articulate our opinion, but be respectful of others. And this has been a really great space for me to learn that about myself. And can you talk more about the Aurora program and the work you do for that? And like, what are your goals for that program? Yeah, so that started um, when I first got into pageantry, and that program is really a story. It starts with a storytelling. Um, I love the Boys and Girls Clubs. I think a lot of times we can't see past our circumstances. Being raised in an alcoholic home, um, I had a hard time seeing outside of that because I didn't know, you know, and so Boys and Girls Clubs, some of those come from socially economic challenged lives where they don't get to see what experiences are actually out there in the world. And so we start with storytelling about my experience. Um, we do dream building. We do seed planting to talk about how our dreams, how we have to put in the footwork and the challenges that I've had along the way to become the woman I am. It's not overnight. It's putting a little bit every single day and putting the footwork in to become and fulfill your dreams. And so we do that throughout the program. And I've been able to travel the state of Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And I hope to continue that um, and spread more love. Because I really think that there's so much power in seeing yourself in someone else's story and the possibilities for your life. Um, and what have you learned from doing this kind of service work with other women? Service work, I, I always challenge people to do service work, even if you haven't done it, first of all, because there's something about giving when you don't have time. Um, my schedule is really crazy and I, I make time to do something for someone else. And so being able to do that alongside of other empowering people, I truly believe that more hands and more feet, um, we get to serve more. And so Anyone that wants to come along with me, I have Adopted Street that I bring people along and we, and we clean up neighborhoods. Um, we do that with the Boys and Girls Clubs. We do that in Girls on the Run. It's all self-volunteered humans that just want to give back and empower others. So um, we lead by example. It's our job and it's, it's a responsibility that we're supposed to give back to the world as women. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and as a mother, like, how do you find that healthy balance between being a business owner, nonprofit director, and a mother? Yeah, it's, you know, it was challenging in the beginning. You know, you're trying to build a business and, and become the woman that you were meant to be. And I had my first child at 25. I married my high school sweetheart. So I really feel blessed that my whole family has been along with me. They've grown with me. We've done this together. And um, people always ask me that, like, how do you juggle all these things? And how do you um, do that with your kids and your family? And the real um, answer is, is that they do it with me. I mean, my kids have been able to experience every one of these journeys and amazing experiences with me. And I think that that will help them grow as a, to be incredible humans. Um, it keeps them humble and kind. It teaches them that the world is a lot bigger than outside their little bubble. And the gifts and the things that they have is because we work really hard to give them, but everyone doesn't have that. And so it's our duty and our responsibility to get out there to matter our age and give back to the world. And so how do I do it? Do it with them by my side because that's what family is all about. Yeah. Um, and what do you hope to see in the future regarding female-owned businesses and women in sports? I think we're doing a great job. Like obviously every day, one more voice that stands up, one more girl that goes after her dream, um, that breaks glass ceilings and runs a little faster or goes out for the football team. She's setting it up for all of us. I'm in a, I get to be able to do the things that I love because the women before me. And so that's why I think it's so important for us to follow our dreams because we lead for the people that are coming behind us. And I want my daughter to think, man, my mom fought hard to get there. She fought for the people that didn't have a voice and now I get to do the same. Um, and so I just hope that it continues. I hope that we don't lose stride and that we don't give up because that's how we're all here today. That's how you have a podcast. That's how we're able to stand on stage and say, this is how I feel. And, and I believe that we have a right to sit at the table. And I really feel blessed that I get to do that in a lot of capacities today because of all those women before me that did it. Mm -hmm. um, and we have already talked about what these pursuits can do for others, but ultimately, why do you do all of these activities and what do you hope to gain from doing these yourself? I think it's my purpose. That's why I'm here. I mean, it's really just that simple. Um, you know, I have a right and a responsibility as a woman and an American citizen to do better, to be kinder, to give back more, to lead by example. And I think if more people did that, because there's a lot of us that do and there's a lot of us that don't and they don't realize the power in it. And once you find that, because it took me, I'm a late bloomer, it took me a long time to see the power in it. Once we do that, I wake up, every single day with such gratitude. Um, as crazy and sad as the world is, all the little things matter. All the little things that we do every single day matter and just staying focused on that. Um, so, you know, one day at a time, we can do this. Yeah, well, that was all my questions, but thank you so much for um, taking the time to do this. It meant, it meant a lot and I learned a lot from this, so. Oh, you're so amazing. I, I always am inspired by our young youth when I volunteer for like interviews um, for high school kids at McClay and, and listen to them. I'm like, you guys are brilliant. You guys are going to really, truly change the world. So I love being a part of it.